0: Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website builtforthestage.com or click the link in the description of this episode and you can work for seven days with your own Broadway fitness coach on an online app. So check it out. No catch, no gimmicks, builtforthestage.com. If you like Built for the Stage podcast, please rate, subscribe, and leave a comment. It'd be greatly appreciated. All right, please enjoy this conversation. All right, Built for the Stage podcast here with Aaron Alcaraz um he is gonna make his broadway debut in mean girls we're just chatting up you know something small happened uh last night in new york city nothing but a blackout all electric uh, things were gone. No worries. trains stop. People were stuck underground. No big deal. Um, <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Just but terrifying. Aaron has some exciting stuff that's been going on. Uh, he just recently joined the Billford for the Stage fam, and I had to have him on the podcast. So thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So he was just talking a little bit about the blackout situation. It just happened last night. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. So you're on the stage, and then they just yeah. make an announcement.
1: Well, when it happened, I. It happened a little before half hour, but I was already in the building because I had um, a music rehearsal Um, and (laughs) the blackout happened halfway through um, and our associate conductor literally pulled out her phone and pulled out her keyboard app and was like, well, we still have 20 minutes and continued to teach me the rest of act one for a new track of mine um, on her little keyboard phone, which I thought was really badass of her. Um, But then then we finished and went down and um, yeah, the rest of the cast was just chilling, hanging out on the stage because that was the coolest part of the theater where everywhere else was getting kind of hot. And we just waited. Um, We had varying degrees of self-service. I know my self-service was pretty bad and we had no idea really what was going on outside. We were just waiting to hear um, from like our general managers and higher ups on what was going to happen with the show. yeah it's so interesting because when blackout first happened i um i used to tour with rent for a year and rent i think is famous for doing concert versions even when the show can't go on um like when um first night of preview when jonathan larson died they did a concert version of the show and like that's just like a special tradition that rent does and i was thinking wow it's such a shame that um this show isn't rent because um, mean (laughs) girls isn't really one that you can do a concert version of um so I knew that was out of yeah. the picture. But,
0: yeah. tell us about your journey getting getting the call, or how did you? How are you here right now, making your <laughs> Broadway debut soon in Mean Girls?
1: Yeah, wild. Um, life changed all in like less than twenty four hours. Really, I um, I've been in for the show multiple times, um, and I was, where was I? I was in Michigan um, doing an In the Heights contract, playing Sunny. Um, one of my favorite shows actually seeing seeing the first national tour of that is what made me want to become an actor in the first place so it was really special for me to be doing that it was my first time um and i was halfway through my contract we had just finished our first week of shows i think it was a friday night and i was getting ready to um go to the show and my agent called me and asked um hey just by any chance would you be willing to leave your contract early. And I said, oh, I mean, it depends on what it's for. And he's like, what about a Broadway contract? And I was like, tell me more. That's not enough information, please. Um, And so, yeah, it turned out that um, the male swing um, on Broadway for Mean Girls was leaving and they needed someone really quickly. And um, they asked if I could leave my contract early and join them as soon as possible. And... Literally, that was a Friday night by Saturday morning. I had my official offer. Um, the theater that I was working at was so understanding, as was the whole cast. They were the most encouraging and supportive, and they got, um, they got my replacement. I helped train him for a few days. Did my last show on a Thursday night, which is 4th of July. So I did my last show with them, which is really special because um, the show itself takes place around the 4th of July. Um, so it was nice to do that show on the 4th. Yeah. Um, watched the fireworks with my cast and flew out the next morning and then started the next afternoon. Yeah. And The Heights has a blackout song. It does. I was texting them last night as it was happening. I was like, you guys will never believe what's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very interesting. Cool. And so that was like a week and two days ago. So about a, a little over a weekend. Mm-hmm. You went to school uh, at Ithaca. Mm-hmm. Ithaca yeah? College. Yeah. Uh, how long ago was that? I graduated in 2016. Okay, okay, so yeah. you get
0: out, you get here to New York, or where do you go after you graduate?
1: Uh, so I've been really fortunate. I graduated um, and went straight into a Disney Cruise Line contract. So I got to do that for nine months and save. Um, and that was a really special process as well. Save what? Save money. Yeah, how, did you, very how important. did you do that? Oh, well, I didn't have, I was homeless, really. I didn't have a home besides the ship. Um, and really not that many bills to pay, so I literally yeah. saved everything, unless I was buying something on Amazon, <laughs> I truly was saving everything, which was yeah. so nice, because yeah. on a cruise ship, um, that you have housing, you have food, you have everything you need, really, which is yeah. nice. Yep, a lot of actors, they're, oh, I booked a cruise, I'm going to go see a lot
0: of places, and I'm going to go save a lot of money. So. Yeah, you're paid to travel. Yeah. What uh, a gig. Yeah. Okay, so after the, started interrupting, after the oh, Disney good. Cruise, then what happened?
1: Disney Cruise Line, um, and then I finished that in May of 2017. Um, and throughout that year, I had a little bit of FOMO, just because all the rest of my class was here in New York. And they were able to go through that first year in the city together. And I just felt a little behind. Um, so I was excited to get to the city. Got here, um, and I took a few weeks off of auditioning just to like make sure I got settled I got a job and all that all those things Um, and then again really really lucky I started auditioning the first week of June and my third audition that first week was for the RENT national tour um, and I ended up getting cast as Angel and so we rehearsed later that summer and I left for a year again Um, and then finally after that um, I officially moved to the city in May of 2018 Um, And I've been here since then, so it's been a little over a year. Just over a year. So you've been a traveling man. Yes. Yes. So it's nice to uh, know that I'm going to be in the city for a while. Yeah. How did you
0: you maintain your artistic growth while traveling so much
1: with a cruise line or a tour or things like that? Yeah, that's a really good question. And that was really important to me, actually, because I do consider myself to be an actor and like a singer first. Um, and so, especially for Disney Cruise Line, um, I, had one, I had one principal role, but for the rest of the time I was mainly dancing. Um, and I wanted to make sure that I still kind of challenged myself as an actor, um, even if I was like dancing, you know, and didn't have lines and stuff like that. Um, and I wanted to make sure that I didn't just check out of the show if I was tired and I didn't want to like go on autopilot or anything Um, because we did a lot of shows over the course of the time we were on the cruise ship Um, so i didn't want it to just be robotic so i always gave myself a goal every night Um, i always made sure i um, took like a breath to myself before each show just to make sure that i was present and in the moment Um, and i made sure um, it's always important for me to like make eye contact with people on stage because that kind of grounds me um, with the rest of the cast so that was what i really challenged myself to do while i was on my cruise ship and then playing Angel on Rent, um, you're kind of forced to be in the moment um, because it's such a special and important story that you're telling. And also, um, as Angel, you get um, a partner throughout the whole thing. So I had my Collins throughout um, the show, um, which was nice. You get to fall in love every night and you have someone to look into their eyes every night and you know they're going to be there for you. So that was, that was nice, yeah. That's a nice way of putting it, that you get to fall in love every night. Yeah. Something, you you know. Yeah, no matter how you're feeling before the show or during the show, you know that there's someone there right beside you the entire way, Mm. which is nice. That was a really special experience because um, I always had a partner every night. Yeah. Yeah. So back to Mean Girls, you're prepping to go on for your
0: debut. What was the date again on that? Do you know?
1: Uh, Can you say it? The not? day that I
0: got the call. No, no, that you're gonna go on. Oh, for your debut.
1: yes, um, I'm going on for my first
0: track on July twenty third. July twenty third. Okay, so what's your first track? What what's what involves
1: that first track? What do you do on in the show? Oh well, first thing I noticed is that first track does lift Regina multiple oh. times. Feeling his arms over here, everyone. Yeah, um, her I mean, ready. oh my god. Talk about built for the stage coming in clutch. Um, so uh, that is terrifying to me, but <laughs> everything will go well. Um, um, that happens a lot. Um, there's a picture that happens at the end of the show, and um, my track is the one that's taking the picture, so I can't forget my phone. Um, I just shadowed um I just shadowed Chris the other night and he made sure to tell me before he went on for the finale, "Don't forget your phone. It's it's sitting right here. Before you go on, do not forget your phone for the finale." Uh, <laughs> Let's just yeah, say that you did really bad. What would your backup plan be? I mean, I would mind that I was holding a phone, but okay, I mean, you'd mind it. All right. Maybe no one would notice, this, but I mean, I'm sure people would know this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So don't it's, a, it's a selfie. So, like, I would, like, maybe, like, have my hand ah, kind of, like, okay. blocking where the phone would be. Yeah, just, like, a full mm. palm right in front of my that face. That looks good. That looked good. Thank uh, you. I like the thumb. I like the thumb, too, maybe. Yeah, just to, like, <laughs> make it look like I was holding something. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, and lots of dancing. Lots of dancing. Lots of dancing. Yeah. What's your favorite number to dance to in the show? Ooh. Um... I like the opening number actually, it roars. Um, there's a lot happening, it's the first time the ensemble's kind of introduced and Katie um, gets to school for the first time in America. Um, and it's such an abrupt shift because the start of the show um, is in Africa and then she moves to America and there's an abrupt shift where all the um, high school kids come in and it's just very aggressive and like we're all just like not paying attention to her and ignoring her and stuff like that. But the dancing is really high energy and super fun, yeah.
0: Okay, so in this show, you're a swing. We're kind of talking about your first track that you'll be going on for. Mm-hmm. When you show up, every show is different, no matter what you're doing, as if it's uh, swinging or if you're just playing a normal role, whatever. How was this experience? You show up for rehearsal to learn all these tracks and to learn what you're responsible for covering. Yeah. You know, how did it go down? Was it? super easy breezy or you're like
1: oh man this is gonna be tough the second one definitely um, I'm nervous um, I haven't I swung twice in college um, but I haven't done it professionally I've, I've understudied a lot of tracks since then um, at the same time as well but um, I haven't been a swing since, since I was like a freshman or a sophomore and I was a much more like type A, like anal retentive, like taking notes on everything person back then. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to bring um, that Aaron back um, for this. But yeah, um, it's just been a lot of, um, as I'm learning everything, I've been trying to kind of put the name of the guy that I'm learning, like with each move, just so I know, okay, when I go on for him, this is what I'm doing. This is this track. This is this track. Um, I'm just taking a lot of notes because um, I know that I'm a person that really likes to like write things down and like get things into my brain and my body. I'm um, so just taking a lot a lot of notes, um, asking a lot of questions. Um, and really for this first track, kind of forcing myself to not panic about the other ones that are coming up, to kind of take this time to really treat this as just any other show, like I'm learning any ensemble track in any show, and really cement it into my body so that I can kind of use it as a base for my other tracks. So I know that, um, so this guy does this, so the other track has to do this instead, because this is what's happening in the scene, something like that. Is
0: there someone, another guy right now swinging those other tracks that you'll be covering? Or let's say you're you're prepping for track one, mm-hmm. but right now one of your castmates that's playing, I don't know, your third track yeah, uh, has a bad croissant at Starbucks and gets food poisoning.
1: <laughs> are you the one that's going to go on today? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, no, okay. No, 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 no. okay. Um, there are still, so there's a lot of coverage happening right now. Um, the guy that I'm replacing is still there for the remainder of this week. Ah, okay. So I'm still a little safe. You're safe. Still. Um, and then there's another swing as well, and the vacation swing. Okay. So once I'm actually in, there'll be three of us. Yes. So right now I'm still a little safe, um, but eventually there will probably come a time when I don't feel a hundred percent in a track and haven't gone on for it before, and we'll have to go on last minute for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, and just gotta roll with the punches. Yeah.
0: When you're on stage right now, or or backstage in your, in the dressing rooms. Um, is the stage the same as the stage on the cruise line and while you're doing In the Heights and while you were at Ithaca College? Or is it some magic stage? Um, my question is going towards the people out there that they put Broadway up on this, like, yeah. ethereal, crazy, just, like, a heavenly, which it all is. But yeah. when it comes down to it, is it a show, or is there, or is there something like a little different
1: about it? That is such a great question. And I was actually just talking about that with one of the other newbies this past week. Um, there is definitely something magical about being able to take the train down from where I live and step into a Broadway theater every night because that is my job, and it's so. Cool, and I shadowed for the first time the other night, and um, I think right before the show started, someone yelled, "Okay, Broadway!" and then they like went on stage, which is so cool. Um, so that's the magical part of it—just the fact that I'm a part of this entity on Broadway, something that I've dreamed about for such a long time. With that being said, I had my first on-stage rehearsal, I think two days ago, um, and I was so focused on like learning my track and like going to my right number and my right spot and like moving the right things and all that stuff that it was like nearing the end of rehearsal when I looked out at the house and again it looked like any other normal house that I'd ever been in and I was like I keep forgetting that I'm on Broadway just because I'm just focused on the work so much and really like if you take the, like that name away from it it really is just another show and another theater which i don't think diminishes the magic i think that makes it more attainable in a, in a way yeah
0: i think the i think the magic of it is you is is the cast is the creatives it's it's not that you're in new york city or in this is my personal opinion or in a theater or uh on broadway it's that you all in the cast are at a certain level.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have poured your hearts and time and all of your talents into this particular show. And that's what creates quote unquote Broadway. Yeah,
1: definitely. And if you can just
0: remember the people that are in the show or making their debuts that it's because of you that that makes what Broadway is as far as the quality of it or the magic of it that you can kind of settle into that, I belong here. Yeah, definitely. Because it's all of you that are creating it, Mm -hmm. as opposed to it's the building or the city or, you know. Yeah. Those add to it, but at the end of the day, I I believe that the core of it is those people standing on the stage. It's so true. And if you're on the stage, you belong. So I don't know if that was for you or whatever, but I was just,
1: just... no, I love that. Thank it, you. Yeah. I'll I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's so true, um, and it, it really hit me when I was on stage. I, it literally took till the end of the rehearsal for me to realize that I was rehearsing on a Broadway stage for the first time. It just it felt like it felt like any other rehearsal, Right. which is a good thing, I think, um, because you know I prepared for this moment. I prepared to be here, so it shouldn't feel too foreign. Um, so yeah, what have you done to prepare?
0: To get here so you went to school Mm -hmm. at Ithaca what did you maybe do before that growing up or after Ithaca like what extra mile have you gone to pave this road for yourself
1: Mm -hmm. um so I started theater late I started um, I think halfway through my sophomore year of high school when I did my first show but I always loved to sing um, since I was a little kid that was kind of where my love of performing came from Um, And I started dancing right before my senior year of high school just because I knew that I wanted to audition for theater programs and I figured there would be dance calls. So um, that was my decision to start dancing. Um, And then I think I just kind of took initiative over my own growth and over my career, like I, I, I went to college really open and really trusted that my teachers knew what they were talking about and took their notes to heart. because um, so I feel like the nice thing about not having had that much experience before college is that I knew that I didn't know anything <laughs> and I didn't come in with a preconceived notion of like I know I'm good and that's why I'm here. I, I went to college because I knew I had so much to learn and so that's how I kind of approached everything like I I did my homework, I did my preparation, I worked really hard, I, I really did take whatever notes my teachers gave me because I knew that they knew what they were talking about. Um, and even since college, I've, I like go back to my notes from college all the time and I, I just try to grow with every show I do. Um, and like I was saying with like long runs like Disney Cruise Line and with Rent, like I never wanted it to become robotic or like I was on autopilot on stage. Um, I wanted to be present and try and learn something new every night. Um, and so it, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword because I look back at when I started those two contracts. And I'm sure I actually didn't suck, hopefully, because I was hired. Yeah. But um, compared from when I started to like when I ended, I always I, I see such huge growth, which I'm thankful for because um, I didn't I don't want to be the same performer at the end of a contract that I was at the start. You know? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I loved also what you said
0: about you showed up truly not knowing anything, so you're just willing to listen. Yeah. I think it's a great reminder to to anyone that's maybe 20 years into this and they've done this show and that show and the other that we can continue to show up with that blank slate mentality Mm -hmm. and whether the person is truly that's speaking to you or giving you the notes is quote-unquote qualified to be giving them to you if you just take from it what you can to better yourself it's such a great lesson to keep learning that we always should be learning and the best and smartest and most successful of us never stop listening
1: there's there's always so much more to learn and it's hard because you have to be vulnerable you, you have to make yourself vulnerable in order to do so but you have to be open to learning something new in every situation and it's hard yeah. um, and I myself like I'm I'm a, I'm a perfectionist I like I said I used to be more of one back in college but I am still a perfectionist so the thought of like Going for something and failing scares me, but um, again, just with like the same idea of being open to learning something new, like being open to failing spectacularly, is also really important because that's again how you learn. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And that'll do it with Aaron. Thanks again for tuning in. And if you like the podcast, please rate it, subscribe, leave a comment. And if you want to try that free trial, go to the website, builtforthestage.com. All right, until next time, it's me, Roscoe, signing off. 18 plus.